today on Transforming Lives. The importance of it. But I just wanted to give you that overview first, then we will look at our passage. Yeah. Um, I remember a um, couple of months ago, um, uh, a, a, a friend of ours um, called um, because they were experiencing some difficult um, difficulties in the call. Um, things were, were not going as well in, in their lives, and they, they called to ask us to pray. And so Pastor Liz and I were praying, and as we were praying for them, I sensed. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia is a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making church with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Amen. Open your Bibles, please, to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This is, I want us to read from 1 to 20. But um, I'll go ahead and read. I want us to... We can read together. Um, I want us to get the, um, the, the actual gist of this um, particular um, passage. Mark chapter 5, verse 1 to 20. At the count of two, we'll all read together. One, two. Then they came to the other side of the sea, of the country of the Garrison. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountain and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. When Jesus saw him from afar, when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and saying, What do, we, do I have to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, For Jesus said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Then he asked him, What is your name? And he answered, him saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. Also he begged him earnestly and said he would, that he would not send them out of the country. Now a large herd of swines were feeding in the nearby mountains, so that the demons begged him, saying, Send us to the swines that, they may that we may enter them. And all at once Jesus gave them permission, and the unclean spirit went out of the swine, 
and there were two thousands of them, and the herd of swine ran down violently the steep place into the sea and were drowned, so that those who fell the swine fled, and they went into the city and in the country, and when they out and saw what had happened, then they came to Jesus and saw that the one who had been demon-possessed and had a legion sitting and clothed in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it happened to him who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. And they begged Jesus and pleaded with him that he might depart out of the region. And when he got into the boat, he who was demon-possessed begged him that he might go with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said unto him, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you, and how he has had compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim in the Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him. And they all marveled. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. We bless you. We give you all the praise. You are a good God. You are a faithful God. You are an awesome Father. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Dr. Lester Summerall um, shared a story concerning um, um, how he um, God used him to deliver a, 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 a girl um, who were demon-possessed in the Philippines, in Manila, Philippines. He said this was, it was in the, the 1950s, and this was one of the um, greatest turning points in his own ministry. He said there was this girl um, who were, um, she was in prison, but she were cried out over and over concerning um, seeing um, demons biting her and um, when they when they checked they would see the teeth mark all over her skin but they could not see nobody else could see it but she would be crying and fighting and so this thing continued all the the, the, the thought that this woman was um, um, what you call it um, crazy or something and um, one time when Dr. Summerall day said he heard over the radio, they announced what was happening, how she was screaming. And when he heard it, he was broken. He had compassion and he began to pray to God. And he said to God, God, if you will anoint me, I will go to the prison because this is not any kind of mental illness. This is a demonic spirit. Now go to the prison and I will uh, I'll pray for her. And the Spirit of God said to him, I want you to go and bring deliverance. And so he didn't know anybody uh, um, there in the something. So he began to contact and find different means. And he was able to get to the commissioner for them to provide a means for him to go into the prison to meet the girl. And he went into the prison. Um, the first day when he went, um, it was very, very difficult. So many people would try to, to tie her down or to hold her or what have you. But he began to do spiritual warfare and spend time praying. And he said he spent the entire day in, in you know, uh, um, interacting or, or coming against the demonic forces. And that evening it was, he was tired 
And so he went home to continue to pray to rest and to come back the next day. When he came back, the next day he was able to gain the victory through the power of God. And the woman was completely delivered. Now, what made it so amazing was because since this woman's story had gone into the press, her deliverance also went throughout. It was uh, spread over the newspaper. And because of that, there was a great breakthrough. Um, Dr. Summerer said he had a, a, a crusade that followed. And the crusade, so many thousands of people attended the crusade and many Many hundreds of people got born again, including some of the top uh, 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 people in the in the in the country, got born again, and it, it caused a, a spread of his ministry, and it caused a, 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 a great breakthrough that God was able to save thousands of people in a revival hit the Philippines during that time. But what I wanted to to share with you by just alluding to this story is that the devil is wicked. Jesus called him the thief. He comes to steal, he comes to kill, and he comes to destroy. And we need to understand that God has given us authority to be able to come against the works of darkness as we share the gospel, as we talk to people about Jesus. We will encounter people who are bound. We encounter people who are demon-possessed. We encounter people who are controlled, who will be controlled by evil spirit. But we need to understand that God has given us the authority to cast them out. Amen? We need to understand that God has given us the authority. And the Bible tells us that Jesus is stronger. He's bigger, he's stronger, and he's more powerful than anything that the devil can bring against us. But we need to have the confidence. Now, we need to understand also, and we'll look at this, this passage in Mark chapter 5, but we need to understand that demonic spirit didn't just start today, or did not just start when Jesus was walking the face of the eye. The demons had been going on for all along, um, but when Jesus came on the scene, it was manifested in much more because Jesus cast them out. He did not, if you read the, the Old Testament, you will find there are places where there are demonic spirits, but you will not see an engagement with the, um, the prophets of the people of God and coming against the um, um, demon spirits. But when in the gospel you see Jesus confronting them and Jesus casting them out, and Jesus himself gave us the authority to cast them out. There are some places in the Old Testament that what we see the manifestation of demon spirit. We know the 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 the, the, the good um, great passage in Job um, when we talk about Job temptation. Um, um, the Bible says when the sons of God went to to God, and, you know, Satan came along, and you know, and God said to him, "Where have you been?" And he said, "I've been up and down." And, you know, um, and God was able to ask him concerning his servant Job. But we see there an evil spirit. Now, there is a, a theological um, understanding of where demons came from um, and how they come. We'll talk about that when we uh, are teaching our, our next series. We'll be teaching concerning um, the power of God to heal the sick, 
we'll talk about that more where the demons, the demonic spirit but just a quick uh, um, concept of it if you notice the, if you read the book of Genesis in Genesis especially Genesis chapter 6 the Bible says God repented because there was such wickedness upon the face of the eye now I don't have time to go into all the theological stuff right now but in that particular passage in um, in, in, um, in Genesis chapter 6 the Bible says there were much wickedness in the gods of this of, uh, 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 um, came down and had relations with the women okay and what, what was happening is that the wickedness and, and what theologians believe is that when the uh, um, when Satan was kicked down from heaven, okay, they were here before there was a recreation. The the, the garden of Eden was a recreation because the Bible talks about um, the earth was without form. God created Genesis one one. God created the heaven and the earth in Genesis one two. The Bible says the earth was without form. So if you look at it technically, God cannot create anything that is chaotic. And you know, so there is a breach in there, and and um, the Bible talks about what Jesus said. I saw Satan fall like the light, like a lightning that came down from heaven. So when Satan and his angels came down from heaven, they fall, fell to the eye. And when they fall to the eye, when God created man, God created man to have dominion. Now you you don't have dominion over something that is not there, because Adam and Eve was was the first. People, so if there was nothing else on the eye for God, for Adam and Eve to have dominion over, there was there should have been anything, but God gave Adam and Eve. And so the the Bible tells us that there was weakness, and when the flood came and God destroyed everything that was on the eye, demons looked for entities. They looked for for bodies to to dwell in their spirits, and they looked for bodies, and the one human bodies to dwell in. So that's why you find a lot of times when you have demonic oppression, most of the time is with people. But demons can get in anything else. Okay, they can they can manifest themselves in anything. But they prefer to manifest themselves in human entity because they want to defend that which God created. And so we would we, we see that even in, in first Samuel chapter sixteen, the Bible says when, when Saul began to rebel against God, the Spirit of God left Saul, and an evil spirit came to Saul. So you see, there is the good that is leaving, and the evil that is taking place. The Bible talks also in um, Corinthians, um, First Chronicles, the Bible says that David was fool. He was deceived by an evil spirit in order to count the children of Israel and it created a problem with the uh, children uh, that caused a plague. And so the devil is always working actively to bring deception and in order to bring things. Amen. And so we need to understand how the demon spirits work, how they work in order to come against it and cast them out. Amen. At some point we'll teach concerning deliverance and the importance of it. But I just wanted to give you that overview first, and we will look at our passage. Yeah, um, I remember a um, couple of months ago, um, uh, a, a, a friend of ours um, called 
um, because they were experiencing some difficult um, difficulties in the call, um, things were, were not going as well in, in their lives, and they, they called to ask us to pray, and so Pastor Liz and I were praying, and as we were praying for them, I sensed that there was a, a, a problem, because the person was talking about how they were experiencing nightmares, and uh, um, and you know bad dreams and all of these different things, and I, I began to you know ask the question and I sense um, whether or not how did this begin? How did this, this situation, a particular situation in their lives begin? And as I was talking to them, they shared that they they began to experience the manifestation of this demonic oppression in their lives when they had talked to their ex. And um, because of that, um, there, there was this uh, um, serious sense of um, this demonic oppression. And so I began to ask the person, I said, um, since you had, you know, you had you and your ex parted, have you ever, you know, gone through the process of asking God, and you know, forgiving your ex, and you know, asking God to forgive you, and what have you, and the person said to us, said they didn't even understand, they didn't know that. And so we led them into forgiving and releasing, sharing concerning the importance about forgiveness and how how it is forgiveness is a is an act that we do, it's a decision that we make. Um it has nothing to do with feelings. I mean yes the, the feelings of loss may still be there, but God says that we should forgive because the Bible says if we do not forgive, we will not be forgiven. And as we led them to um, in, in the process of forgiveness, um, after we did, we pray and cast out the spirit. And, and this is this was the word that the person said. He said, as we were praying, it was like a heavy load just came out of them, and they were delivered. And they have never had the same symptoms again. Completely delivered. And so we need to understand that God has given us the authority. Amen. Now. In this passage that we read um, in Mark chapter 5, it is very, very interesting. And I believe that sometimes that we miss some of the things in this passage. If you, if you go through it, like the Bible talks about Jesus and his disciples coming to, to this particular place. And when they came, the man who was demon-possessed, if you notice how the Bible describes him, it says he was dwelling among the tombs. No one could bind him with chains. He, he was often bound, bound with shackles and chains, but he would cut them up. He would break the shackles in pieces, and no one could tame him. He was always in the night, night and day, crying in the mountain, in the tombs, crying and cutting himself. So you see there how the devil was trying to destroy this man. First of all, you, you need to understand that the Bible say, says that this man was bound, but he would cut the chain. So he had supernatural strength. It was not his own strength, he had supernatural strength. But he was also destroying himself. He was in the wilderness, he was in the mountains, he was among the tombs, and you know, among the dead. And the Bible says he was naked. Right? So if you notice, the devil tried to dis, dis, uh, uh, bring shame, he tried to destroy, he tried to, to uh, uh, um, uh, uh, debase you try to make sure that, that your life is now worth, and we need to understand as children of God, 
we have power and authority to cast out evil spirits. Okay? And then the Bible says that when Jesus came, the, the, the man with the demon came to Jesus and he fell down and worshipped. Now, I believe there are two things that are uh, about to happen here. And sometimes when you read this passage, it seems like one person talking. And, but there are two different entities that are talking. There's the man talking and then the devil talking through the man. And if you're not careful, you may think that Jesus is having a conversation with the devil not knowing Jesus is talking to the man and the devil is talking to the man. Okay? Like, notice the first thing the Bible says that he said to Jesus, You son of God, son of the Most High God, I implore you by God that you do not torment me. Now, that's not the man talking. That was the demon talking through the man. Okay? And then the Bible says, because Jesus has said to the spirit, you unclean spirit, come out of the man. So Jesus spoke to the spirit, the demonic spirit, to come out. And then the demonic spirit said, don't torment me. Okay? And then Jesus asked, what is your name? Now, there are two schools of thought. One school of thought believe that Jesus was asking the demon, what's your name? Because there are some people when they do deliverance, they ask the, uh, the person and, and think they're talking to the demon. They ask, what's your name? Uh, when I do deliverance, I don't talk to demons. <laughs> I cast them out. I don't see Jesus having a big conversation with demons. They just need to go out. Amen? But um, there are sometimes, you know, when the demon identifies itself, you need to cast it out. Amen. You don't have to know the whole history of the demon to cast them out. You just cast them out. You just have to believe and trust God that God is going to give you. But Jesus said, what is your name? And the demon said, my name is Legion, for we are many. Now, Legion in the Greek refers to the uh, um, Roman army. And the Roman army, when they talk about Legion, they were talking about about 6,000 footmen. Okay? So, if that is true, that the name reflected the demonic spirits that were in that man, then we can say that the men were possessed with 6,000 worth of demons. Now, even to just think about that, right, it should tell us about the capacity of the human spirit. How much of the uh, uh, vastness the human spirit has, right? Um, for six thousand demons to be in one person, I mean, we've we've seen and you know I've read, I've heard and you know read different testimony. Also, I've ministered to people who had more than one demons in them, and there there is a truth, and you know you can have multiples demon spirit operating in you. But the, 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 the Bible says this may have many. Now, the Bible also talks about 2,000 um, pigs that were in the, in the uh, um, nearby and they asked to go into the pigs. And so when Jesus said go, they went. And so sometimes when people are talking about this story, they said that there were 2,000 demons. Now whether it were 2,000, 6,000, whatever thousand, it doesn't really matter. The idea is they came out of the man and he was delivered. 
Amen. And so it's, it's, it's important for us to know. Now, another portion of this thing that is important, interesting, is that when Jesus cast out the demons, the Bible tells us that the pigs, that they went in, they asked to go into the pigs. When the pigs, when they went into the pigs, the pigs went down into the water and drowned. Okay? Um, now, Jesus was not trying to send them into the pigs. They asked to go into the pigs and they went into the pigs. Okay, so the Jesus, some people think that Jesus, uh, because God has said, do, do not eat pigs, so the, the Jews were, were, were having a pig business and Jesus wanted to destroy, no, it has nothing to do with that. Jesus don't go around destroying people's businesses. I mean, it's just the demons wanted to go into pigs and they went into the pigs and they destroyed. So it's not Jesus doing, it's the devil that's doing it. The devil is wicked. Okay? But the interesting thing about this is this. The Bible says that this man has been a nuisance. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. So please write or email us at Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. It is 305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services. On Sunday at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service. On Wednesday night, our Bible study at 8 p.m. And Friday at 8 p.m., our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you. God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia, and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at harvestersvirginia.com or email us at admin at harvestersvirginia.com. Mm-hmm.